0: No purchase necessary. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer it's all really really easy it's all really intuitive when hosting on anchor you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like spotify apple podcasts and more it's everything you need to make a pod- good morning welcome to breakfast with kent for monday december 7th 2020 brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry call dr Michael Neal. make an appointment he's the best dentist i've ever seen The only dentist I've seen the last 27 years, 317-849-2933. That's the number. It's that easy. Let's talk about the Colts. Colts, they win yesterday, 26-20. That's the important thing. Never apologize for winning. Ever, ever, ever. The Colts won. That they were about to lose before the fumble was recovered by Anthony Walker. This is unimportant. We're not going to remember that. When we get to January and all of a sudden the Colts are in the playoffs instead of on the outside looking in. We're going to think, hey, look at this. They're 10 and 6, or they're 11 and 5. What a hell of a team this is. We got to feel really good about this football team. We're not going to think about how they got there due to a bad, uh, kind of a bad snap, kind of a bad reception of the snap by Deshaun Watson. Uh, unfortunate for the Texans. Great for the Colts. So the Colts are 8 and 4. The Titans, they're 8 and 4 because they got trucked yesterday by the Browns. With four games left, all things are possible. It's what we said was going to happen on Friday. A lot of things Friday, the orb predicted that came to pass, including a money line win for the Indiana Hoosiers that I told you was going to happen. Also told you that the Jets were going to win, which they would if we won't even get into that, that Greg Williams is either a moron or the Jets legitimately are trying to tank. And, and go get Trevor Lawrence. And if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm telling the Jets, it, it, stick it. I, I'm not playing for your, uh, your sad sack organization. Anyway, let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly about the Colts. Good. Phillip Rivers, really good yesterday. 27 to 35, 285 yards, two touchdowns, and no picks. Clean Phillip Rivers is a winning Phillip Rivers. T.Y. Hilton. Really, really good. Eight receptions, 110 yards with a touchdown. Jonathan Taylor, really good. 13 uh, rushes. Why just 13? Why not give this guy the ball 22 times? For God's sake, 13 rushes, 91 yards, three receptions, 44 yards and a touchdown. He was great. I What I started thinking yesterday is, you know what, T.Y. Hilton looked really good last week. He looked really good this week. Have the, have the Colts held him back, and are they doing the same thing to Jonathan Taylor? Kind of managing their workload throughout the season so they peak in December and January? Is that what's going on with Chris Ballard, Frank Reich, the brain trust of the Colts, making sure that these players peak at the right time? I don't know. You know what? Here's the way I look at this. I look at this in the opposite way I look at life. Hanlon's razor explains a lot for me. Hanlon's razor is a rule that states... Never ascribe to evil doing what can be explained through stupidity. I like that. And it's almost always true. Conspiracy theorists always think that there's something, some kind of hidden agenda. It's almost never true. It's always stupidity that drives drives that kind of thinking. Sterling's razor is the opposite with coaching. Never ascribe to happenstance which can be explained through coaching genius. I think this has been coaching genius. I think they've held T.Y. Hilton back because the last two years, they wore his ass out before you got to December. This year, I think they held him back. So in December, he's going to be T.Y. Hilton and hopefully into January as well. Um, Anthony Walker, the good of Anthony Walker yesterday, 11 tackles and that fumble recovery, which sealed the game. For the Colts, absolutely a winning play by Anthony Walker. The bad, yesterday, Frank right that fourth and one. What the hell is he doing? Why do you give the ball to Naheem Hines, for God's sake, to go get you a yard? You've got Jacoby Brissett. You've got Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor always mark him down for plus two after contact. Always finds a way to get an extra two yards and fall forward. Why would you not deploy him? In that situation, it didn't make sense. After the game, Reich said that it didn't matter who they ran up the middle. He was not going to get the yard. Well, then it's a terrible call. And I understand that Trey Burton missed the block. Trey Burton came from the tight end position, supposed to come through the hole first, be the lead blocker, kind of like a fullback, hit that linebacker. He overran the linebacker. I get it. But Jonathan Taylor is the guy you give the ball to in that situation. Or you just sneak it with Jacoby Brissett, um, which they they wound up doing uh, where you had Brissett on that sneak, getting pushed by Taylor and then getting pushed by everybody else. Uh, another uh, bad thing, you, you, Anthony Walker's two penalties, which were killers, man. Costly, costly penalties, especially that penalty on the Naheem Hines return where uh, Walker gets called for a bad block. Hines takes it to the 12, the Texans 12, after the kick on that safety. Instead, the Colts have to start their business at their own 25. That's 50, 60. That's a 63-yard penalty. The Colts, they only had seven penalties for 50 yards, but that's a 63-yarder. Can't have that. The penalties for the Colts, it's not, it's not that they happen, it's when they happen. That's been absolutely terrible for the Colts. So they've got the Raiders coming up in Vegas this Sunday, which is going to be a lot of fun for people in Indianapolis going out to Las Vegas. Hopefully a lot of people go and a lot of people have fun. We've got to have fun too. Be safe, but have fun. The Titans, they're 8-4. and four. Like I said, they've got the Jags, Lions, the Packers, and the Texans left. We'll see. I think they both finish at last quadrant 3-1, and one, and the Titans wind up winning the AFC South. If the Titans, if they lose a couple, Colts have got a, uh, a chance to kind of get into that title position uh, by going 3-1. and one. But they're going to have to go to 3-1 and one to do it. The Chicago Bears, they blew a bunch of 10-point leads yesterday in a loss to the Lions. The Bears are a train wreck, and it's not, it's not about Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, for God's sake. It's about ownership. The the cult or the uh, the Bears ownership is just ridiculous. Ted Phillips being a part of that front office ridiculous. You don't win games because of Ted, Ted Phillips' presence within that front office. You just don't. Ted Phillips has been with that organization forever because he makes the McCaskeys money. This is about cash for the McCaskeys, and as long as it's about cash instead of championships for the McCaskeys, they're going to continue to leverage the love of Bears fans to feather their own nests while putting a terrible product on the field or a mediocre product on the field. They're 5 and 7 now. I told you when they were 5 and 1. Worst 5-1 team in the history of the NFL. Said it again the next week when they were 5 and 2. I stand by it. And look at them at 5 and 7. I was right as usual. Come on. You know that. Um Taiwan Mullen, if he is not a first team all-American, I don't know what one looks like. Indiana wins 14-6 on Saturday afternoon against Wisconsin. Terrific defensive effort. And really, I like, Taiwan Mullen's the guy for this team. Uh, he didn't get a pick the other day, but um, you know what? Had a sack. He's been terrific. He's great blitzing. He's great in coverage. He goes, gets the ball. Taiwan Mullen and that defensive backfield for the Indiana Hoosiers is elite. So they got the bucket game coming up this weekend. They are now ranked eighth in the nation, which again is their highest ranking since that Rose Bowl team in 1967. They're in a position where if they win the bucket game and they win that match up game the last weekend of the Big Ten season, where it could be in the Big Ten championship game or in that second-place game, if they win those two games they're going to a Big Six Bowl, which is unbelievable. A lot of people think they're going to the Fiesta Bowl. And uh, who would ever have thought that Indiana could possibly go to the Fiesta Bowl ever? It's sad that the Rose Bowl is in the college football playoff rotation this year, because if it wasn't, Indiana would be in line to go to the Rose Bowl, and that's something I thought I would never see in my lifetime. Uh, Kentucky, they lost to Georgia Tech 79-62 yesterday, their 1-3, worst start for the Wildcats since 2000. It's been 20 years. To hell with Kentucky. Indiana doesn't want to play you. Go get a team that's going to win some games, and then call Indiana and try to reinstate that home-and-home home business between the two teams. We we need Kentucky. Why don't we play Western Kentucky, Northern Kentucky, Murray State, Moorhead State, some other Kentucky team, Bellarmine, for God's sake, Kentucky, one and three. Good luck to John Calipari. I'll tell you what Calipari does, though. I, and, and Dan Dock has said this last week, and I think it's absolutely true. Early in the season, it's kind of like, eh. Because what you it, it, it doesn't matter what you do in December, as long as you get it done in March. So if you're on an upward track, people tend to uh, kind of favorably view you. I think that's what Calipari is all about. Uh, Indiana's got Florida State Wednesday night, nine fifteen on ESPN2. Purdue, they're at Miami tomorrow afternoon, 5 o'clock. That game also on ESPN2. The Pacers Saturday against Cleveland, uh, they're healthy, according to Nate Bjorkren, the head coach. Notre Dame, they hammered Syracuse. They've got Clemson a week from Saturday. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? And that's football, obviously. And all Notre Dame has to do is be respectable uh, against Clemson in that ACC title game, and they're going to the college football playoff. Uh, Michelangelo, happy birthday. Benny Bam, happy birthday. The great Steve Risley celebrating a birthday. The great Kim Galiaz, happy, bra- happy birthday. The great Angela Gnot from Fox 59, celebrating a birthday. Happy birthday to Angela. Mark Robine, celebrating a birthday. A lot of smart people at Lake Bluff Junior High School back in the day. Mark Robine, easily the smartest among us, and I think the most successful. Go figure. Uh, Scott Taylor, happy birthday. Mike Nichols, Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. It's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Later today, Inside Indiana Sports can't wait to talk to you then. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?